The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business owners on how to leverage their leadership and talent to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. I'm Marcia Zido, the Smart Moose coach and speaker, and my motto is, if you do what you've always did, you will get what you've always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with a Marsha's Musing. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What makes a successful entrepreneur? Part 3. What do Jeff Bezos, Howard Schultz, and Larry Page, and other highly successful entrepreneurs have in common? Research shows there are four critical leadership factors for entrepreneurial success. The first is mindset, how you interpret and respond to situations. The second is self-management, how you manage you because you're mission critical. Today is the third. Dealing with others. As an entrepreneur, you must be prepared to have transactions with many different types of people. They may include customers, employees, suppliers, advisors, lenders, venture capitalists. Here are three key skills to deal effectively with others. Do you have them? The first is initiator. The entrepreneur is often required to take the first step in an interaction. A clear example is with customers. They do not usually come to you. It is you reaching out and showing them the value of your product or service. How comfortable are you in contacting different types of people who are important for your business? Two, networker. Perhaps more than most professions, Entrepreneurs need to build and leverage relationships with a variety of people, from chambers of commerce to trade groups to vendors, funders, and maybe even competitors at times. How well do you seek out and partner with others? And third, explore. Entrepreneurs see problems and want to solve them. They also see opportunities and want to exploit them. Their focus is on innovation and improvement, not the tried and true. How comfortable are you going outside your comfort zone? Listeners, how well do you deal with others? 
A simple assessment, the Entrepreneur Edge profile can tell you. Want to find out? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. Next week, success factor is your business orientation. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program on the entrepreneurial journey is building a company culture that attracts top talent. Did you know that attracting the right people to your team is more than a cleverly crafted help-wanted ad on Craigslist? My guest is Angie Strader, owner and CEO of 360 Wraps, a family-owned business that began in 2007 and is one of the most nationally recognized brands in the vehicle wrap industry. She has over 20 years of military and corporate management experience and 11 years as an entrepreneur. Angie will share today real-life examples of how to build a team that's committed to the success of a company and how her company's unique and positive culture has helped attract the right people to her team. Welcome, Angie. It's a delight to have you on the show. Well, Marcia, thank you so much, and I enjoyed your Marcia's musings. I think it so ties into what we're going to talk about today. Love it. Well, thank you. So... Let's talk about your business. And listeners, uh, I knew nothing about uh, automotive wraps. And so I visited uh, with Angie, uh, went to her company, and saw what they are doing. And I must tell you, it's fascinating. So, Angie, um, because you have what I consider not the normal, quote, company, um, tell me, <laughs> tell me about your business. Why did you start it? What makes it unique? Well, I could break it down to something very simple as to say we take big stickers and we put them on cars <laughs> because that's usually what people can understand. But yes, we uh, we are a little unique. Not everyone understands the vehicle or automotive automotive wrap industry. Um, we started back in two thousand seven. It's a fairly new industry, so. It's evolved from this sign and graphic business. Um, we started in 2007. My husband started the business because he had a background in marketing and advertising for NASCAR. And he decided, well, I think I can do this. So when he started, it was a one-man band. It was just him and a cell phone and an install little niche in a, another business. And um, it has evolved to where we are today, which is a national brand. We're uh, dedicated. I mean, we're... we're focused in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's where we started. But we design all in-house here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We do all of our printing here in Dallas, and we ship to our network of installers all across the country, so about 85 different install locations across the country. So we're based in Dallas, but we're nationwide. Right. And besides what you do, Um, what's unique about your company in terms of your competitors? How are you different from them? We have have a lot of what we call the 360 philosophy and the 360 way. And one of the things that um, 
really sets us apart is we have nailed this process of doing national business. People mm-hmm. think of vehicle wraps as, well, you can only design, print, and install whatever location you're at. Mm-hmm. It took us years of figuring out that um, we could design and print and train installers across the country. And our team, the core team we have in our headquarters in, in Dallas, is just key to that process. Without them and figuring this out over the years, we could have never gotten to the expansion that we have today. And um, I met uh, those key people um, in your company, and we're going to talk later about how you how they work as a team, how do they live your culture? Because I saw it. I mean, it's not. Uh, words on a page. It is. It's living in your company. So, but you know, talking about um, you know why you started your business. Uh, what do you find most satisfying in owning a, a business versus, let's say, a corporate career? Well, um, I think part of that is I really appreciate a challenge. So even when I was in corporate America, I like the challenge of growing something bigger than just myself or being part of a team that's bigger than just, you know, that one person in a silo. Mm -hmm. I like knowing that I'm responsible no matter what as an entrepreneur and and the head of CEO of 360 Wraps that the bug stops with me. So those good (laughs) decisions, those maybe not so good decisions, home home runs and strikeouts, I take responsibility for those with my team. I'm right there with them. That always keeps me challenged, and it keeps me focused, and I love that part of what I do. So to me, that's satisfying to know that I'm always stretching and growing and being challenged. Right. And um, so, you know, and you've talked about just now what – what do you find most satisfying? And it's certainly, as you said, being challenged, but it's also you seeing, you being responsible for something and seeing the outcome of it and the results. But, you know, we all know that starting and growing a business requires more than a business plan. Um, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, so what have you found to be the top three challenges, you know, you've experienced in, in maybe starting the business and growing the business? Well, you know what? I want to step back for just a second on the previous question because Mm -hmm. I think when I I heard you ask it again, it did remind me that what has been the absolute most satisfying for me is to watch my team grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this the other day is that there are members on my team who who may have not finished their education, who Mm -hmm. were just trying to find their way and... They joined our team and have gained new skills, knowledge, confidence. Members of my team have bought houses, maybe working on buying their second house. They've had one or two babies and been married and have cars. And and it's not about the material wealth, but seeing them grow and evolve as productive, contributing citizens of society. So Mm -hmm. I get to see that every single day. So if that's what it really comes down to, it's watching my people grow and develop. So that was my go backwards on that one. <laughs> and I remember you telling me that immediately. Yeah. I first we met in your office before we toured um, the back and you talked about that. You talked about um, 
um, the, the people who, again, may not have the college degree or may not have even finished school, but you've given them the opportunity to grow and you've, end quote, you've educated them as well as how to be productive members in society. So I congratulate you on that. That's, that's very close to my heart of what I, what I like to, to, to see in companies. Now, can we move on to the challenges? <laughs> yes, we can. I'll let you. I will let you. Yes. So you were talking about challenges. Is that correct? Right. So I'll, I'll restate it. You know, um, starting and growing a business, as I say, requires more than a business plan. That's just, you know, that's just one of many things. What are the top three challenges that you've experienced in growing this business? I mean, and, and because it was already started. So how did you take it from a small, I think, you know, maybe a, a Dallas base to, to now it's more national? What were some of the challenges that you faced? I would say number one is that coming from a small, just a couple of people to evolving is establishing a system and process for everything we do. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have scaled if we didn't have a consistent way of doing things that was documented and we could, it was trackable and everyone knew what this, you know, where we were at and on the same page. So systems and process was a cultural shift for mm-hmm. the team that was in place when I came on board. And um, now, in hindsight, when we look back, there's not a person on the team that would that doesn't appreciate having the systems and process. So that's been very important. I think number two on that would be staffing for mm-hmm. growth, staying ahead of the curve. Because when you're in a rapid growth mode like we are, right when we think we're going to get a break and maybe slow down a little bit, here, here it comes again, and I'm not going to... You know, be bothered by that, but we got to make sure that we have the people in place at the right time. So sometimes that's hedging the bet of bringing on some of the best talent we can, maybe a little early, mm-hmm. because we know that there's the learning curve and we got to get them up to speed. And so when those big national accounts come in, we're ready for them. So staffing is always something you have to be watching and making sure that goes with that is the cash flow. Okay, and can we hold, can you hold that thought because, you know, I, I got so engrossed with the, what you're saying that it's time for a break. So um, I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Angie Strader, CEO of 360 Raps, talking about building a company culture that attracts top talent. In the next segment, Angie will continue with the challenges, what the other one or two challenges, and then move into how she is really growing that business and getting into the hiring and the culture and building a team. So you're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures leverage their leadership and talent to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Angie Strader, CEO of 360 Wraps, talking about building a company culture that attracts top talent. You know, at the end of the last segment, uh, Angie was uh, talking about the top three challenges that she's experienced in growing this company. And the, the, the first was that she mentioned was, you know, documenting systems. And I think many people have difficulty, many entrepreneurs have difficulty with that. Um, and the second was uh, staffing um, in terms of the growth. Um, and how she does staffing. And she's going to be talking about that uh, um, a little later on. And then we we had a break. So, Angie, what was the uh, third uh, challenge that you found in growing this business? Well, the third one, and I think is near and dear to almost every entrepreneur's heart, would be cash flow and managing the cash flow to make sure that you're always meeting those obligations from payroll to vendors. Um, you just got to stay on top of it. Cash flow is is king. That is a real term. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. Um, It's true. So, you know, you've talked about the past and where you are today. Um, Let's just take a quick peek into the future. Um, You know, where do you want to be in three to five years? Where do you see your business going? Um, So talk a little bit about that. So if you ask my team and say, where do you see us going in three to five years from now? I think the words that they use is world domination, but I'll kind of break it down a little bit better. (laughs) We are definitely continuing with our growth strategy for our national expansion. Um, It is a very 
very near and dear to our hearts. The next year is going to be a lot of growth. We are in a very strong growth position right now. So continuing with our national expansion over the next three to five years and beyond. Um, Entrepreneurs, you know, you talked about your growth, Angie, and where you want to be um, three to five years. Um, But, you know, let's now, that's future, let's bring it to the present, which may have a future context to it. So um, entrepreneurs face a variety of leadership issues when they move from a, you know, a startup venture to more established business or from a small business growing into a a bigger business. Um, I call it growing pains. So I'm going to, let's talk about some of the issues that are the growing pains for your company as well as for many other companies who are, you know, are really thinking about building and growing. So the first is, you know, um, hiring the right talent. You said that, as I know, as you grow, you're going to be needing more and more people to do this. Um, how do you do it? Um, and tell me about your, as you said, it's more than putting an ad in the, on Craigslist. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. I think uh, attracting the top talent starts way before you even think about placing an ad. And, in fact, I think that most of our uh, team members that have been with us for any length of time didn't come from a help-wanted ad or for something we put out on social media. It's people that have come to us because they've heard about our culture. They know about us from what we put out in social media. They've talked to you know, employees that are here with the company today. So it's, it's always started with creating an environment that people want to be part of. They want to be part of something mm-hmm. bigger. So it's not, a, like I said, in the, it's not a help-wanted ad. That kind of puts it out there if people are on the fence about whether they should apply but usually it's people want to be part of our team because we are very focused on the, the uh, employees or the team members first. We do a lot for our team. We, are very, we look for team members that are aligned with our core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if our core values align with their values, it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. The people that haven't stayed with us, there might have been a little bit of a disconnect mm-hmm. in our expectations and theirs. Right, and and having coming from um, a number of years ago, a career management background and outplacement background, one of the things that and helping people who are not happy in their in their work, many times it was a poor fit, a poor cultural fit or skill fit. So what you're trying to do is right from the get go, make sure that these people fit within your culture. Um, other things about hiring, you know, um, you say they come to you. Um, how, I guess the, the question I have in my mind is how do you evaluate them? How do you evaluate that they are going to fit into your culture? And that's funny that you say that the, um, because we don't hire first on skill. We, uh-huh. Skill is not the number one thing we're looking for. We're looking for are they the right fit for our team. I don't make that decision myself, and we don't have a hiring manager that makes it that decision. It's a team. It's a team event. So we have a series of how we go about our our interview process. But ultimately, many members of the team are involved in talking with this person because we want to make sure it's a right fit for that person as well as for us. And we tell from the very beginning as an interview starts. We want you to feel just as comfortable with us, and so you get to interview us just as much as we're interviewing you. 
and that so the team is very involved in any new hires. Right, and I saw that when I visited a couple of days ago, uh, how cohesive the team was, and they weren't expecting me. Uh, we, I was, you know, you brought me back. I was introduced, and one of the things Angie did after, you know, I had a question: if you have uh, two people working on a, um, on a car, how do they decide? You know, who makes the decision? Who does what? And you said they decide. And then the other thing, and and we talked about that, but the other thing that I found so interesting is you asked, and again, I don't remember the names, but let's say say Carl. You asked Carl, Carl, um, what do you like best? And I don't think you used the word like, but, you know, uh, you asked them to comment about uh, uh, Ray. Do you remember the question you asked them? I asked them, yes. And and so in working on a vehicle, they do team up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of unspoken. It's not, it's not very defined, like you're going to do this and you're going to do that. They know each other's strengths. And uh, so I asked them, yeah. Jason, what is Tyler's strength? Yes, And yes. they went around and they explained, they, they knew right on whose area of expertise and they know that's the, the area that they're going to gravitate towards. Right. And so the other thing is that the, um, they were very open to say, uh, Jace or whoever, you know, does this better than me, and I'm, that's okay. <laughs> that's yeah, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. We all have our individual strengths and we have our weaknesses, and as a team, we allow people to shine in their strengths, and we help where they might have some challenges or weakness, and we can pick up the pack there. Right. So I want to move on to developing a culture, because the 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 title of this um uh, interview is building a company culture that attracts top talent. So, um, talk about your culture. Um, what is it? I mean, how do you define it? Um, how you're going about making it happen? Uh, how you're building that foundation for it? How are you communicating it? Um, you know, and I'll just because I know you know I know this is in your bones. So I'm going to just say, okay, Angie. It's, you're on now. Talk about that. <laughs> so I would say that the culture of 360 Wraps, it, when we say Team 360 or Team 360 Wraps, it is as literal as can be. It is very much a team effort for me from the CEO down to the very newest person that just joined us a few weeks ago. We are a team. And the way that's come about is it even started with our mission statement and our core values. Those weren't created by me or, or for just from our leadership team. It was an exercise that included everyone on the team at that time to say, if 360 Wraps was a person, who would that person be? What would their values be? What would that person look like? What do they believe in? That helped us create an exercise of developing our mission statement and our core values that no matter what decisions we make in the company, whether it's from an an employee or a vendor or a client, We always go back to our mission, which is to maximize the marketing dollars to help our clients grow their business through effective and unique vehicle wraps. Our core values, we say we bleed blue. Our logo's blue. We bleed (laughs) blue. On everything we do, it comes back to are we embracing teamwork, loyalty, integrity, quality, and trust? You can ask any member of Team 360, what's the most important part of what we do here First of all, they know that for me as the CEO and the leadership, our employees come first. Team members are first because I know if they're taken care of, 
They'll take care of our clients, uh-huh. and the business just naturally takes care of itself. And it's very consistent. We don't deviate. We always stay true to our words. Sometimes it's unpopular decisions, but it's decisions that always stay true to our core value, and we never have to question ourselves or look back and wonder, did we do the right thing? So it's about keeping the team always focused and keeping the team, you know, always thinking about, are we doing the right thing? Are we at the highest quality? Are we maintaining the highest integrity? In fact, our integrity definition, I think, is very unique. Traditionally, the integrity definition has been do the right thing. Uh-huh. For us, it's doing the right thing even when others will not know the difference. Uh-huh. In our industry, a lot of people still think it's paint. They don't realize <laughs> it's a decal that's being, that's being put on. But if we know that eh, that might not be right, it might not be perfect, but it's okay, that's compromising our own integrity. Uh-huh. So even if we, know, if we know the difference, it's wrong. So it's... It's what we do for employees as well. I mean, we provide full benefits. We bring in lunches. We do outings. And we do a lot for our team because we want to and we have fun doing it. So, um, you know, it's just part of what Team 360 is about. And I saw that. Um, and, you know, you introduced me to everyone. They looked up. Um, they, you know, they didn't feel annoyed that you were, um, you know, interrupting them. Um they stopped their work. Um, I, the, the, uh, I, I talked to a couple of them wanting to know what they do. Um, because, again, I'm, I'm totally unfamiliar w- with your industry. Uh, but I do have a question that I think I just want a clarification because I think you heard, I heard um, everything is blue. Is that, did I hear right? <laughs> we, uh, we bleed blue. So. Yeah. Th- if you've been a member of Team 360 for any length of time, it's just it's something we say that there's a transformation. Of course, we have this strong culture that attracts great people. We've had people come from out of state who moved here to work for us. Mm. We attract great people, but, you know, they come in and they're just trying to test the waters. Is it real? Is this really real? And then after a while, there's this transformation where we know no matter what, they're going to make a decision that I would feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. And that's the we we bleed blue transformation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, We have a great video on YouTube about it as well. Okay. Because... uh, listeners, I'm going to to, to um, uh, look at it. And, you know, when we come on the third segment, Angie, when I asked, you know, to tell uh, um, the listeners how to contact you, um, you may want to mention that again, you know, to them. Um, okay, so you talked about how to hire, you know, your hiring process. It's a team. You bring in the team. Um I assume they evaluate, they give feedback, you're looking at culture fit, you talked about you're developing a culture based on your mission and core values, and it's an exercise that everyone on the team has participated in, um, and you talked about <laughs> uh, bleeding blue, okay, <laughs> which I had to uh, ask about. Um, so, and I think we're going to go to, you know, how do you, and I think you've talked about it a bit, but maybe you could um, add something to it about building a management team. Um, how do you, you know, and, 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 and is there a management team? 
I know there's a team that does the work, but do you, is there a management team of the company, number one? Um, and then if it is, how, and then talk in general, how do you, you know, how, how do you get the team to work together to, to honor and, and um, align with your goals and your values? Well, yes, we do have what we call our leadership team. Mm-hmm. Our leadership team is a foundation that we really worked at setting early on when I came on with the company because I know I can't do this all by myself. I can't mm-hmm. be the I can't be in every department, and especially as we grow. So mm-hmm. it was the the people in the company that first of all had started that had been with the company the longest. So they saw mm-hmm. our growth and our transformation as we evolved. And um, so it, it has our sales manager, it has our creative director, our, our general manager, then myself, and then my husband is the founder. Um, so we are, there's not one aspect of our individual roles or responsibilities that we can do in a silo. We mm-hmm. need to be able to work with each other. So we have a couple of things. I mean, communication is key. It wasn't easy in the beginning. In fact, we had to have a a therapist on call, a family <laughs> and business therapist on call to help us get through some of the, the growth pains. Um, but we know that communication is key. They know, we all know we can't do this alone or independently. It's very, we rely on our interdependence. And the way that they, I think you said about staying accountable and how they, they work, like I said, they rely on each other. If one person is falling behind, another person's going to come and say, hey, what's going on? And we've mm-hmm. learned that if somebody's falling behind or slacking, let's not take it personal. It's not like there's probably something going on. It could be mm-hmm. outside of work, but, hey, what can we do? Can we help? What can we, we could do to, you know, all work together as a team? So we really work on having each other's back and mm-hmm. being there for each other. But accountability, we, we just know we could not do what we do without each other. Right, right. Um, and I like the idea what you said, which is um, because people are, you know, they're part of a team, they know each other, they enjoy working together. So someone comes in and, you know, it's not having a good day and maybe got behind, it, they pick up the slack. Um, uh, they help each other. And I think that is really, really great. Um, I'd like to move on to one other thing, um, and, and it's interesting because you come from uh, a human resource background, you have been a manager, you've been in the military, so you probably have, um, you've probably done enough in terms of self-awareness, in terms of your leadership style, and I remember you telling me that you give everyone in your company, I think new people come in, if I'm correct, some kind of assessment, whether it's the uh, Myers-Briggs or something else, um, so for those who, you know, haven't looked at their leadership style for, you know, it's not been in, ingrained in them, tell me a little bit about yours because obviously it has an impact on how you, uh, you um, lead others and how you're going to be growing this business. My leadership style is I am right there in the trenches with my team. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I make the final decisions. Ultimately, it's my name on the dotted line and, and all of that. But I'm right there with my team. I know what's going on is, on a daily basis. My team is, is briefing me, but 
I need to be there and be present. I'm involved in... I know what's going on with my team. I know what's going on in their personal lives as much as I can. I do a check-in every morning when I get to the office. I walk around the entire shop and say good morning and check on everybody and have little side conversations about what's important and what's going on in their lives. And I truly, truly care about my people. So Mm -hmm. if I don't start my morning that way, they come and find me because they're worried about me. (laughs) But my leadership style is being right there with them, although they know that... I'm the front line, I'll take the bullet for them, or I've, I'm always there for them. So I'm very involved. I'm not just sitting in my office and sending orders and directing. So uh, the challenge I see as you're talking is, I, I've been, as I said, I've been to your your, um, uh, your business, and maybe, I don't know, I don't know how many, what's the total number of people that you have at that site right now? Right here, it's 20. 20, okay. If you're, uh, you're planning to grow, do you anticipate that in growing from 20 to 30, from 20 to 40, and then how are you going to still have that daily contact as you grow? Oh, yeah. I, I struggle with that because I absolutely have that thought that goes through my brain. How am I going to do this? I think I'll take it in segments. I may not be able to see everybody every single day, but I do want to stay in touch. So I may not be able to see every department on one day, but I'll make sure that I have a rotation or some way that I can always stay in, in touch with my team, whether it's here or as we grow across the country. I'm going to figure out a way because that's part of who I am. That's what I give to my team, and I think, I think they need that from me, too, because they need to know that I'm there for them. Right, right. And then one other thing, how do you keep, uh, how do you manage, um, um, because you're national and you have uh, shops, and I'm using the word shops because that's what comes to my mind, of the installers, okay? And they're, they're all over the country. How do you, what's your leadership style with them? Well, because they're independent contract installers for us, I don't have a necessary, necessarily have a direct relationship with, us, with them. A few mm-hmm. I do, um, but that's where my general manager and my leadership team come into play. So they're the ones that have that, those direct relationships, but they keep me posted on what's going on. I know when an installer's had a new baby or, you know, I just get to pick up those because those skills and those passions have been transferred to my team. So they're involved in the installers across the country and what's going on in their families. So briefly, because it's almost time for a break, when you hear one of your installers has a new baby or the opposite, there was a death in the family, what do you do? Oh, well, first of all, our team is always good about what we do, a card. Everyone on the team will sign it. We'll send flowers. We'll send, you know, whatever we can. We're, We're there to let them know that we're here for them, just thinking about them. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it is time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Angie Strader, CEO of 360 Wraps, talking about building a company culture that attracts top talent. In the next segment, Angie will be um, talking about, you know, what was her biggest aha moment, what advice she has to give to entrepreneurs, and what are the top three uh, traits of successful entrepreneurs. So you're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business edge with marcia's idol to reach marcia or her guests on today's show please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com now back to the business edge Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures leverage their leadership and talent to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Angie Strader, CEO of 360 Wraps, talking about building a company culture that attracts top talent. And before we get back to Angie, I want to tell you about next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and business. And it is The House Call Returns with a Modern Twist. Imagine applying the best qualities of a service like Lyft or Uber to healthcare, convenience, mobile accessibility, personalized service, and price transparency. My guest is Dr. Jonathan Clark, who discusses how his startup, MEND, delivers on-demand health care to patients in their home, office, or hotel through a simple mobile app or web interface. He discusses the broken health care system in the United States and how MEND is looking to improve the patient's experience. Tune in uh, next week at noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. So getting back to Angie, um, it's been fascinating as you talked about it's, you know, taking over the business, a small uh, business, growing it um, into a, a national and maybe, um, you know, worldwide. Um, so in your entrepreneurial journey, what has been your biggest aha? My biggest aha moment has been when I had the realization that I always set the tone for the day. 
Mm -hmm. And it seems like, I mean, it may not make sense to people, but I know that if I come in in a great mood and if I come in positive and upbeat and it's going to create a completely different environment for the day than if I bring the weight of the world in with me. Because sometimes the weight of the world, a lot of times the weight of the world is there with me. But if I bring that in and dump that on my team, the whole day is shot. So I adopted a mantra a long time ago. It's called duck on water. And if you see a duck going across a pond, it's smooth and it's gliding and it's graceful. But what's that duck doing underneath? <laughs> underneath the water, it's paddling like hell. Yeah. So that's my theory. And I bring the peace and the calm and the center because when all things are breaking loose, I'm going to bring it back together. And I know the aha moment for me is, that's the biggest value that I can bring to the team on a daily, daily basis. Okay, I have to follow up with this question because this is something I struggle with. How do you keep it together? How do you get, you know, that that smoothness when underneath you know you're paddling like mad and so much is going on? So what do you do? What techniques do you use to keep that calm? Mindfulness. I'm always reminding myself the first thing I do is take a breath and think about big picture. It is, I have to say, it's a, talent, it's a skill that I have. It's a, it's, I think I was born with it. I'm very blessed. But I can be in the worst of situations and bring it down, hence why I was a hostage negotiator in the Air Force. So that's kind of my like, little side secret. But it's just it's mindfulness. You have to be in the moment. You have to think. I can't be the one that freaks out right now because everyone is relying on me. So it's just that's got to keep mindful. Okay. And I did not know you were a hostage negotiator. Maybe <laughs> you'll come back and tell me tell <laughs> what you learned from that. Um, so moving on, um, what advice or words of wisdom would you give entrepreneurs in starting or growing a business? Some do's and don'ts. So a do, I would say, is always be learning. You don't know it all. I don't know it all. Nobody knows it all. From the, the top of the hierarchy in the world does not know it all. You need to always be learning. If it's reading industry publications to business publications to listening to radio shows such as yours, there's so much knowledge out there. You have to always be learning, and you're not alone. That's another thing. So many times as an entrepreneur, you're expected, you think you're expected to know it all. You're not alone. Ask for help because there's help and resources out there. It's, it requires you to humble yourself a little bit sometimes, but that's what we need to do. Ask for help. Um, a don't is, I can switch that over to a do, always follow the rules. If it's from taxes to permits to labor laws, from day one, Always follow the rules. It, you have to establish that from the very beginning. Um, and then having tenacity, because you're going to get a lot of no's. There's going to be, mm-hmm. you can't do that, from yourself including. You're going to mm-hmm. say, I can't do that. But you have to have that tenacity to know that you can, if somebody gives you a no, you can go over, under, through, around, some way to figure it out. Don't just take no. Keep going. If you believe in it and have that passion, just go for it. And the last thing, be prepared. It's going to be sleepless nights. You're going to have lots of fears and doubts. It's going to drain your reserves. But always go back to asking for help. Always be learning and use emotional support as much as you can. 
Right. And the one that uh, I, I want to just comment on is always follow the rules from day one, and uh, whether it's taxes or whatever. And I had um, um, someone on, a, a guest on, who came like you from an HR background um, and then um, uh, retired from that and went on to um, – uh, bought into a uh, protocol business where they are training inter people internationally about, you know, cultural differences and how to do business overseas. And one of the things she said, well, what, one of the do's is make sure you understand the contract you're signing. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, while I'm on talking with you today, there's a contract negotiation going on with my leadership team. So, yes, you need to know what's going on at all times. <laughs> okay. And um, the last question I asked, the, these three questions to all entrepreneurs. Uh, so the last one is, from your own experience as well as knowing others, what, do you, what are the top three traits successful entrepreneurs have? I think that goes back to what I was saying in the do's and the don'ts. I, I really believe that you have to have that you have to have that self-belief, the trait that you believe in yourself. Don't doubt yourself. You know, if you have this passion, you have the skills, the knowledge, you need to, to listen to that and follow through with that. Um, the traits of you gotta be, you got to be a little thick-skinned, and you got to know that it's all going to be worth it in the end, the trait of not putting yourself first. You can't put yourself first. It's about other people. It's, whether you're, if even if you're a solopreneur, you have other people, whether it's vendors or clients or there's other people that need to come first. It's not about you first. It's about the other people. Right. So you talked about um, believing yourself, um, being thick-skinned, which I, yes, you're going to have lots of disappointments. That's what I'm hearing from others as well. Um, and then put yourself first. Any other thoughts about this, about, you know... What what what's, what makes a successful entrepreneur? What has made you successful? Well, I think for me is that I really enjoy what I do. And to be honest, if it wasn't stickers on cars, it could be anything. It could be a widget and a gadget. It's not about that. It's not that I'm as much passionate about vehicle wraps as say, my husband was when he founded the company. It's about the people. That's what energizes me, and that's what keeps me successful. It's what's helping this company be successful is nurturing that growth, and I really enjoy it. If I hated this, I wouldn't want to come in in the morning. I wouldn't like the people. I would, you know, I really enjoy what I do. As much as I don't like numbers and the analytics and, you know, all of the stuff that you have to do in the background, I do it. I'm really good at it, but it's not something I enjoy, but I have to. Mm -hmm. So I balance that out with the leading and the teaching and the coaching and sharing with my team that I get to watch them grow and expand. And, and you know what? My customers, watching them going from one or two vehicles to having a fleet of vehicles across Dallas-Fort Worth, that is just, it's part of being part of something bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think an interesting point that I just want to comment on is that, again, putting my, my career hat on, um, when, we, when I work, help with people um, in terms of getting more career satisfaction, it was that there are, you can look at what's called motivated skills, and you may be aware of this coming from your HR background, which is to try to have 
other uh, uh, maybe 60 percent 70 percent of the of your time doing things you really enjoy doing and you're good at okay and maybe you're going to have to spend 20 or 30 percent whatever that um percentage is on doing things you're good at but you really <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you, you don't enjoy it and 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 i think i can relate to you it's the people things that i really like and i'm good at um, and it's the uh, the numbers thing that I've learned to be good at, but I really don't like. And hope and fortunately, that's just a, a small part of what I do every day. And I think that's true for you. And I think that's an, an important point for anyone out there in terms of you know you can ha- wear the hat of an entrepreneur, but what what is your day to day experience, and are you getting fulfillment from it? Um, so you know, Angie, um, it, it's been such a delight both for meeting you and seeing your operations. And for the listeners who want to contact you or find out more about 360 Rep, tell them a little bit about that and how to contact you. Awesome. Well, Marsha, I really appreciate it. I'm glad you got to come see us and see what we do. And for anyone who's listening, our doors are always open. We've had just people that have seen us on social media that just say, hey, can I come by and look? Or they just show up and they just want a tour. We're always open. We've even had competitors stop by. We're okay with that. We don't, it's not rocket science. We don't have any secret formulas. But we are open for anyone to come see us. We're in Dallas um, in the center point of where um, the old Texas Stadium used to be, so in that area of Dallas. And uh, you can find out our address and more about us at our website, of course, at 360 Wraps. Dot com so three six zero w r a p s dot com. Um, you can learn a lot about us on there. You can get the family history and who our leadership team is. And um, for those that are national, we like I said before, we do everything in house, design and print, and we can ship to install across the country. And if you want to come see us, we have clients that bring sometimes drive six plus hours or more to come bring their vehicle to us. You can find us on social media. Twitter is 360 Wraps. Uh, Facebook, we consistently, 360-W-R-A-P-S. Um, our YouTube channel, we're putting more and more videos on there. And our website's brand new, just relaunched last week, so brand new. Um, and if so if you have ever wanted to know how these really cool vehicles come about, whether it's an advertisement for... Uh, air conditioning or that really cool Lamborghini that's this really neat matte gray color, we do those. So come see us. We'll show you how it's done. You can meet our team. Um, We're just an open book. We're here to bring everybody in and educate them on our system. And maybe someday, if not now, later down the road, you can share with a friend or a family member, coworker, about what we do. And we're here for you. Well, thank you so much, Angie. And listeners, um, you are uh, listening to the uh, Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures leverage their ta- leadership and talent to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 